This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Tuesday the 31st of May. In your Squiz today, Labor wins majority government. AGL won't go through with their proposed demerger. Winter is coming and the Mona Lisa gets caked. This is your Squiz today. It's official. Labor has secured a 76th seat and so a majority government. The Victorian seat of McNamara was called for Labor by the ABC last night, but there are still two seats that are too close to call with lots of absentee votes yet to be counted. That's Deakin in Victoria and Gilmore in New South Wales. But we can expect to hear Labor confirm their ministry today, Claire. Yeah, that's the plan. And what happened yesterday is that the factions got together, uh, the left and the right of the Labor Party, to work out who they want to elevate onto the front bench. Uh, What we know from Labor's electoral result is that there'll be more representation from Western Australia. Uh, That's, of course, because they had a really great result there and there's more MPs coming from the West that they need to take account of. Uh, Also, what reports say is that there'll be more women elevated to the front bench. So there's a couple of things to keep an eye out for today. As for where the coalition is at, they have locked in their new leadership teams. They sure have. Peter Dutton is the leader of the opposition. He was made Liberal leader yesterday. Uh, He comes from out of Brisbane. Uh, He's a former policeman. He has been an MP since 2001 uh, and he's been a front bencher since 2004. So he has a fair bit of experience under his belt. He, of course, is a conservative politician. He says that he's not for changing, but he talked yesterday about his past mistakes and also his vision for the Liberals being a centre party. Uh, David Littleproud is the leader of the Nationals. He beat Barnaby Joyce yesterday in a ballot. Uh, also running for that was Darren Chester. Uh, what Barnaby Joyce says is, I suppose you think I'm sad, but not really. <laughs> uh, Littleproud also says that the coalition needs to be in the centre of politics and that's the best way that they can move forward. Uh, as for the deputies, both are women from regional Australia, uh, the Liberal have Susan Lee uh, and the Nationals have Perrin Davey. So we're starting to get a feel for how the next term of Parliament will shape up. As you say, stand by for Labor's ministry announcements today. They will then be sworn in tomorrow. On to the latest in the Pacific region. The 10-nation Pacific trade and security deal with China won't be going ahead, with Pacific Island nations agreeing that it's not for them. This is the one that China's Foreign Minister Wang Yi has been pushing in his tour around the region. Yeah, he has been talking about that as he's been going around those Pacific Island nations. The meeting yesterday in Fiji uh, saw consensus from the Pacific Island nation foreign ministers that it wasn't a deal that they were going to sign. What the Prime Minister of Fiji, Frank Barnimarama, said yesterday uh, is that they will continue to pursue bilateral relationships with China. What that means is just one-on-one deals uh, and one-on-one agreements nation to nation. Uh, And he said that there's plenty to be done there, particularly when it comes to climate change. Uh, He also said, though, that there's all sorts of games being played when it comes to geopolitics. And he said that that point scoring doesn't mean a lot uh, if the communities are slipping beneath the rising seas. He really wants climate change to be a point of action for China, for Australia and for any nation that's trying to do deals with the Pacific. 
As for the reaction from our government, Foreign Minister Penny Wong says that they plan to bring new energy to Australia's dealings with the region. AGL is Australia's largest energy retailer. They've long had plans for a demerger to separate the energy retailing side of the business from the energy generating part of the business. It's something that billionaire Mike Cannon-Brooks has been against. He's an 11% shareholder in AGL. Now, they have shelved that plan, Claire. They have, and what was due to happen was a shareholder vote on the 15th of June. What AGL needed was 75% uh, support from shareholders to get that deal through. And what they said yesterday is that it looked like they weren't going to get that sort of support. It means that the CEO, Graham Hunt, uh, the chairman, Peter Botton, uh, and also a couple of board members will leave the company. That's because they believe that the shareholders don't have confidence in them and their plans for the company. Uh, what Canon Brooks has said is that he believes that all of the company should stay together. And that's because those coal and gas-fired power generating assets will become a drag on the company's profits and that means that the company will do more to act more quickly on climate change Uh, and that's a good thing for Australia and a good thing for the environment he says. AGL's coal and gas-fired power stations currently account for around eight percent of Australia's carbon footprint. The company now plans to review its strategic direction. Cannon Brooks wants assurances that that won't include selling off any individual parts of the company including those coal-fired power plants. It might be a little late to the party, but New South Wales is set to ban single-use plastic bags this week. Catching up with the rest of the country in that regard, Claire. Yeah, New South Wales is a bit late to the party. South Australia was the first in 2009. I was quite shocked when I revisited Mm. that. I know you were too, Larissa. It seems like a long time ago. Um, The ACT then moved in 2011 and then we saw Tassie, uh, Queensland and the rest of the country. The last dates to move were in 2019. So New South Wales really is quite late to that party. Uh, What happens from tomorrow is that those lightweight carriers, the single-use plastic bags are out. You're still going to be able to buy bin liners and nappy and dog poo bags and uh, those little plastic bags at the supermarket to put your produce in. They stay in. Uh, But there will be an enforcement action, uh, a crackdown on businesses that might want to continue to use plastic bags. So it comes into force from tomorrow. Some big fines as part of that enforcement, up to $250,000. There is a phase two to the plan that comes in in November, and that will involve banning single-use utensils and polystyrene containers. We mentioned yesterday that winter was nearly here and the weather has come in to prove it. A blast of polar air from the Antarctic is sweeping through most states, Claire. I'm doing a little bit of travel over the next couple of weeks and I was looking at the temperatures in a couple of places that I'm going and thinking, well, that's cold. (laughs) I just don't. (laughs) No, so yeah, thoughts and prayers with you if you're in places Mm -hmm. like Canberra and Hobart uh, and some others. It looks pretty chilly at the moment and that really is because of this polar blast that has brought all sorts of rain, it's brought all sorts of snow, it's going to bring uh, all sorts of wind as well. So really strap yourself in and get rugged up. Yeah, the Bureau of Meteorology has warned that this major cold outbreak could break most winter records, let alone records for the last days of autumn. Only three months and one day till spring. (laughs) 
The Mona Lisa is one of the most famous paintings in the world. She came under attack yesterday, Claire, in the form of cake. Yeah, it was an old woman that wasn't an old woman in a wheelchair. <laughs> it was actually a climate <laughs> activist. Uh, what he did was jump out of a wheelchair and smear cake uh, over the glass. Of course, there's a glass protection mm. on the Mona Lisa. It is bulletproof, that glass. It is such a valuable uh, artwork that they don't take any risks with it. Um, safe to say that the Louvre's security guards were not amused. Mm, I bet. As you say, it's pretty popular 10.2 million people come to the Louvre a year to see that painting. has been through a bit, an acid attack, rocks thrown at it. It was stolen in 1911 and later returned. So a uh, yeah, big job for security guards to be keeping it safe. <laughs> Squiz the day, Claire, what are you taking note of? Uh, It's World No Tobacco Day today. Mm. Um, Tobacco smoking, of course, is one of the largest preventable causes of death and disease in Australia. Still, one in 10 Australian adults smoke daily, so there's efforts to continue to get those rates down. Yeah, something to think about on No Tobacco Day. For me, I am hanging out for the Nadal and Djokovic match at the French Open. With the time difference, that'll actually be 4.45am tomorrow morning. But as you know, Claire, I'm a big Nadal fan. (laughs) But I thought it was a good time for a little reminder about the Sport Today podcast and newsletter. It is out each weekday morning with a 10-minute wrap of the latest sports news. From what's happening in the boardroom to the scores, primers on upcoming games, it's a great opinion free wrap of both men and women's sport you can find it by searching for sport today in your podcasting app that's all from us have a good tuesday and we will be back with you tomorrow